Thanks for listening to another episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Did you know you can connect with your hosts, Nina and Brian, on Instagram at Nina Powell Dixon and Brian Dixon 06? Be sure to reach out to them and share your thoughts and suggestions. They love to hear from you all. Welcome back, everyone, to another brand new episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. If you're returning, thank you. If you're new, welcome. Welcome, everybody. We're grateful to have you here today. We have a really exciting topic that I think applies to a lot of people, especially in the day and age that we're in today, where we have just an overabundance of self-imposed tasks that we do, whether that's work-related, whether that's familial-related different things that we kind of require out of ourselves to do, they can build up over time. And with that, it can create a lot of stress and anxiety. And today we are going to talk through how to avoid burnout. I've wanted to talk about burnout because I sense that many of us, when we're in like a burnout experiencing it, it's kind of hard to realize like, oh, I think I'm just burned out. You know, like it's something we just kind of like keep toiling through and kind of keep pushing through everything. We don't really recognize it when we're in it. And some of us go on years and years, right? Just doing the same thing over and over again, not realizing that this is why we feel the way that we feel. But let's just talk about some ways as you can catch that you may be experiencing a burnout. Um, These are some of my personal ways and chime in whenever you want to. I feel as though you lose this like, excitement for what you're doing now before anyone kind of like self-diagnoses themselves as oh my gosh I'm burned out listen life is not exciting every single day work is not exciting every single day even if you're doing what you love many of us are stuck doing things that we don't want to do right but I think you lose this kind of excitement and this like this refreshed passion you kind of like it's just kind of like underlying there I also believe something else that happens to me when I'm burned out is I tend to deflect. And by that, I mean that I will, you know, lay on the couch or I won't research the certain topics or certain things that I need to be working on. I I will ignore it. I will procrastinate. Right. And I will do everything but that thing. I will take a nap or I will feel like exhausted for no reason. And it's because I'm avoiding something. In, in my life, in my career or in my personal life, because you can feel burned out in anything, right? In any area of your life, you can feel a burnout. You're extremely unmotivated, which is like a, the first sign. And the last one that I feel sometimes is I spend more time thinking about something as opposed to actually doing it. And that's a flat out sign to me that one, it's either fear or two, I'm just burned out. Like I know what I have to do. And I got to figure out how to do it. I'm just kind of dragging my feet on it. And I just don't get around to it. So for me, when it comes to burnout, I notice burnout with like different themes of what I'm doing. And what I mean by that is, say I am trying to create a new product or service that I'm selling, as an example. This one particular product or service is this one particular theme, okay? And so I will do all these different things and work super hard on trying to get this out into the market, and I'm testing all these different sales and marketing strategies and really trying to get as many people as I can possibly talk to about this new thing. And 
over a period of time, it may be months and months and months, like I'll just gun it on this one particular thing, trying to test out as much as possible. And maybe throughout that period of time, like nothing I'm doing is working, right? Like I cannot for the life of me get somebody to see the value in what I'm trying to deliver to them. And so it like, and with that occurring, you reach a point of burnout at some point. And how I think about things is I'm more like, no, I just got to keep going. I got to keep figuring out like everything I've done so far, it hasn't worked, but there has to be some way to make this work. And so I'm very resilient and persistent with moving forward to the point where sometimes I think I do reach a point of burnout where you become a little more resistant with what you're trying to do because nothing you've done so far has actually worked. And that can sometimes sink into other themes of what you're doing with your particular work from a general perspective. And when that occurs, that's the point where I'm like, okay, I need to take a quick step back and realize that I have reached this point of burnout with this one particular theme that I'm working on, and I need to step away from it completely. I need to shut this down for a second, and once I step away from it, it allows me the opportunity to go back and look at this from a fresh perspective. And sometimes that's what I forget about is I'll be working so directly and intentionally on this one particular thing that I keep beating myself over the head as to why it's not coming to fruition. And oftentimes when I take a step away from it and give myself a quick break and go do something that really re-energizes my mind or makes me more creative, and then I come back and look at that with a fresh perspective and a new pair of eyes, I end up coming up with a solution that allows it to happen. So that's something that I've learned, and we'll go more in depth about ways to kind of overcome when you feel like you're getting burned out, but that's one of the things personally I've noticed because I am so persistent with things, is that if I'm going in a particular direction and things just don't seem to be happening uh, the way I think they should be happening, then sometimes I just got to you know take a quick break, step away, and come back to it. Thanks. That was really nice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, here's some like, let's talk about some like physical emotions or like physical bodily things that we can experience when we're like just burned out. Um, I think one of the things is I tend to get very snappy when I'm like burned out, burned out or confused, same thing. Um, you can feel very exhausted for no reason. You can feel as though you're losing control of life in general. And although maybe your home life is going well or, you know, but work is going really bad and like, but you're not all there even when you're home with your family or your kids or you half-ass your workouts, you know? Sometimes you're overcompensating in other areas of your life because in one area you're just completely gone. Like you're just wiped out and exhausted. Um, you become very cynical, I think. People who are like burned out. And you can tell that when you're speaking with somebody in a certain industry, I feel. They become very like cynical of their industry. Like... <laughs> I'm that way when it comes to the legal field. Every time someone talks to me about the law, I'm like zinging them with something. You know, it's because I got burned out. I was completely done with that field. And you just become very, you, you see so many like, you see so much negative in that one arena of work that you just kind of like can only see the bad and only talk about the bad. And so you're kind of like very salty about something. Um, you have a feeling of a lack of accomplishment. Like you feel like you're just, you keep falling behind in something. 
And another one is just chronic fatigue and with it comes like this negative energy that you have. Um, and you tend to project it onto everyone else in your life along the way. You'll see this probably in some of your coworkers. I'm sure anybody listening can think of a coworker who's just always negative. Guarantee you, they're just burned out. You know, they're just always on the go and they're burned out. They feel like they're giving more than they're receiving at this point. Let's talk about um, what we can do for things that you came up with, actually, that we can do for uh, preventing a burnout. Sure. So when you feel like you're kind of getting to that point where you're getting to the burnout phase um, and maybe you're starting to become self-aware of it, I've come up with four different things that I've used that has really helped me reset, re-energize my mind and body, and then come back and attack these things from this fresh perspective, like I mentioned. The first one is disconnect from what you're working on for a short period of time, maybe a weekend, and go do something for others. So like completely take yourself out of your work environment and go volunteer somewhere. Like as an example, something I've done is I've gone and volunteered for an organization that helps Asian Americans that are here in the United States that came from different parts of Asia. And they're working um, either in corporations or they're working for earlier stage companies, but they all are looking to better network in the area and develop relationships that can help them both from a personal and professional perspective. And so I'll go and do these volunteer sessions with them where I'm talking to them about how I've helped with business development and how I approach building relationships and networking with people and, you know, coming from a different country for them, what are some different groups and activities they can be doing to better put themselves in situations where they're meeting with people that could be helpful for them, getting better exposure to these other individuals. And that's something that has helped me basically disconnect from what I was working on. And what I learned when you do that, you really take this approach to service of others, right? Like you're trying to, when you're trying to sell this product or service that maybe you're reaching this burnout to, in my example, I'm trying to serve my company, I'm trying to serve myself, and I'm trying to serve value to the customer that I'm trying to deliver this for. But it's very transactional oriented in a sense. Whenever I go and do these other things, it's like I'm trying to serve another person just to help them, right? Like I'm not asking for money, I'm not asking for anything except, you know, we are exchanging time with each other. We're exchanging energy with each other. And if I genuinely can help this person, then that's pretty great, right? Like they're walking away with some value. I'm walking away with value because I feel that I was able to shed some light on some helpful situations that could be beneficial to them. And when I do that, it really creates an energy exchange that is hard to explain unless you just feel it and experience it yourself. And what I've noticed is the joy that I get from that and the fulfillment from that, like really I absorb all this energy and then I go back into the environment where I was getting burned out from and I feel very energized and I'm ready to do everything I was doing under a brand new lens that can really help take me to that next level. There's something to be said about like giving service to others and helping you the whole burnout thing. I've always said this and, and follow me here on this. When you go to volunteer or when I try to do something and I go out of my way for somebody, which has been way more now recently, probably in the past year, year and a half since I started the podcast because people will reach out to me for help. Um, there's something to be said here. I don't 
you can't be volunteering just to get noticed or to like, you know, put a plaque on the wall or, or whatever, which, which a lot of companies have their teams do, right? To make the company look good. It's beyond that. I think that when you're there in that moment having this exchange, whether you're helping someone through the phone or on a phone call. So I know you jump on phone calls with people all the time just to help them, you know. But when you are having this exchange with somebody and they tell you how you've changed their life or their day for the better, you all of a sudden, I feel there's a shift in your mind that nothing else matters. In that moment, money doesn't matter. Success doesn't matter. Your job doesn't matter. Nothing does. It's a very selfless place. And although I say selfless, I feel like it makes us feel so good inside that that's why we consistently want to do it, right? Like you kind of get addicted to that feeling of wanting to help other people. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean in a good way. And do you know what that tells me underneath it all? Is that as humans, we are meant to serve others. That's a part of us. But I do not feel as though that's something that's mainstream maybe. Yeah. And I think the reason that I look at that in terms of why it's important is because, and we've talked about this on past episodes, is that I truly think that everybody's connected, right? Like we are all infinite connection to each other. And when you are serving somebody else, when you really think about that, if you if you bring it through this lens that everybody's connected, and I don't mean this from a place of ego at all, you're actually serving yourself, yourself right? Because you're providing energy to something that's connected to you. Mm-hmm. And when you're revitalizing that segment of energy, then it's coming back to you and revitalizing you as well. Yeah. And so I don't mean like go out and serve others expecting for you just to come back and have good things happen to you. Yeah. I mean, go do it because, you know, at a metaphysical level, I think that when that occurs, that energy exchange is helping bring better energy back to you as well. Yeah. It's also very motivating that when you see that all of a sudden you see like a sparkle of like, I can make a difference or what I'm doing is working. That kind of gives you the motivation to like get back into it. Right. Like for me personally, especially with all the creative stuff that we do um, with by Dixon, the tiniest bit of something that I can do for somebody that would just randomly reach out to me gives me all the motivation I need for the next 10 days, you know, and all of a sudden there is no burnout, you know, let's go to our second one. The second thing you can do to avoid a burnout or to fix a burnout is to disconnect from technology and go outside for two to three days. You can elaborate on this one. Yeah. So we do this all the time, you know, usually in the spring, summer and fall when it's a little bit more difficult if we're um, in the middle of the winter because it's so cold, but something that we've noticed to be super beneficial is to completely disconnect from technology and go outside and spend time in nature. And this is why I think this is important. When we are using our cell phones or our computers or the TV, even when these devices aren't even on, let's use your TV as an example, even when those devices aren't even on in your house, right? And they're they're turned off, you still have frequency waves that are basically filling your house up from signals from LTE and Wi-Fi signals. And you know, even if you're in a house that maybe doesn't even have Wi-Fi, which these days is incredibly rare, but if you are, your neighbor's Wi-Fi is coming into your place. Like that, those frequencies travel and those electromagnetic waves. And so when you're doing that 
and you're even if you have these things turned off, your body is still absorbing some artificial waves that are coming at you that have been created. So why we like to disconnect from technology and get out in nature and not even take our phones with us. I mean, go drive somewhere and spend a day outside in the sunshine, in the park, and just kind of get out, walk around, breathe the fresh air. What we have noticed when you do that, after you've been working and we're all surrounded by screens, we're using our phone, it's in our pocket, it's in our purse, uh, you know, at, at the office, we're surrounded by these screens and all this blue light coming right at us. So when, when we do disconnect and go outside and do this and leave that all behind for a period of two or three days, it literally resets your entire body and you feel it like you totally feel a shift. And one of the biggest things that we notice is we go outside all day long and we come back. And what we try to do on these weekends when we do it is we then don't still get on our, we don't turn anything on. Even when we're back at the house, like we're not trying to mess with our cell phones or the TV. If we're going to read something, we grab a book, right? And when we do that and we do it for a weekend and then we come back on that Monday morning and we're ready to go back to work, we are incredibly calm and centered. And so what we've learned is there's definitely something to this. There's definitely something to putting yourself in nature and absorbing the information that comes with light photons from the sun, the information that comes from being surrounded by trees and what you breathe in from them and just being out there and connecting back with the earth. Um, and when you come back in, it really lowers your anxiety, it lowers your stress levels, and you become very, very calm. And it's almost like when we do it, we're like, don't want to go back to work the next day because we know we're going to jump back into this technology infused world. And we're going to, you know, over the course of a couple of days, a lot of that will come back. But you know, it lasts, it definitely does last. But by just doing that for a couple of days, absorbing that energy from nature and coming back into the real world, like you are you're just completely re-energized. It's, it's another way to really re-energize yourself, I feel like, down to the cellular level. Most of my work now, recently, is really based off of social media. Like I have to, what I'm creating, I have to get out there in some way, right? And so for me, I've tweaked it. I've done, I've done, I've gone through like spurts of a bunch of things. Like last year, I was big on to like getting up at 4.30 a.m., working out, was already on my IG stories, was pumping stuff out just so that at 8 a.m. I could actually get the work done and I didn't have to deal with the social media part of things. I did that for about six to eight months, but then I started to feel the whole like anxiety and like kind of like hyper and spazzy and it's because I wake up and that's the first thing I'm doing. So then I changed it a, a little bit and I said, you know what? No, I'm going to get up. I'm going to spend time with the dogs. I'm going to go work out. I'm not going to go on social media. I'm not going to post anything. I'm not going to go on my stories just to create content. I'm going to start creating content at 8 or 9 a.m. when I'm sitting at my desk. And then I'll go into the rest of my workload. But that went on for a couple months too. And that was fine. And now I'm at a point currently where cause what I'm trying to say is I haven't figured it out yet. Now I'm at a point where I'm trying not to just do stories just to do them because that's what I had to do to build a following. I had to like push the algorithm up. That's just how Instagram works. And so now that it's kind of decent for me, I kind of just don't, I don't take my phone with me for the dogs. You know, it's, it's rare. Like maybe, maybe I do and I just don't use it or like I'll walk outside and leave my phone in the house. I won't just randomly story everything. That was my biggest problem. But when I don't do that, it's funny because I'll get messages and it'll be like, Nina, where are you? Like, hey, where's your smoothie today? Yeah, people are so used to You know, to like, it. where's your, where's your thing? Like, and I'll get like comments from people and I'll, <laughs> I'm going to be like, 
I'm trying not to be on social media, you know, but I understand it. It's a game and it's, it's a choice that I've made. And this guy says it really well for me because I'm sure people who listen to me, at least somebody's in this game. So the guy said, I forget who it was. He was an author of a book. I want to say he, he wrote the book, The Emotional Code. I, I want to say it was him. I'm not sure. And he goes, I would, if I could just write all day or, and like podcast, I'd be the happiest man on earth. And he goes, but it forces me to do the one thing I hate and it's selling. Mm-hmm. And he goes, but if I don't do the one thing I hate, I don't get to do the one thing I love so much too because that's how I make my income. You know, he has to sell what he's making. So I've chalked it up to that and just, you know, I'm kind of trying to find a balance in between it. But it's funny because just yesterday I was talking to Brian and we're about to go on a vacation here soon. And I keep telling him, I'm like, I don't know. I'm conflicted between like making more content and getting creative with this on our vacation versus leaving our phone at the hotel for the entire week and not storing or Instagramming or taking one picture while we're there. And so he goes, I thought that was what we were going to do. Like that, that, I thought that was a whole plan of going because we really are going. I feel like February is a big month for us where we're just winded after traveling for holidays, my family, your family, a bunch of stuff happens. And then like by February, March, we're like itching to just leave St. Louis. And I'm still kind of figuring it out. I want to say that I really want to commit to just not having my phone with me. And he's but smiling at me. But I know that's me. not going to happen. And I, I'm not sure, but I want to... I want to try. And I think with what you do too, and this goes for anybody else out there that has a deep connection to social media for what they have to do for work on a daily basis, I think it makes it more challenging because... I'm sorry, not more cha- more challenging, more necessary to to take some of these burnout tactics that we're laying out well, to because disconnect. Because lo- you get lost in it. Well, yeah, and it fundamentally changes your perception of the world. Whether you like to admit it or not, when you're looking at this content and your brain is constantly seeing what other people are doing all the time. But the thing is, I'm not, I'm not consuming content. I'm putting content out. I'm not talking about you specifically. I'm just saying in general... I'm saying when you're when anybody is looking at social media, your brain begins to think about things differently, yeah. whether you like to admit it or not to yourself, because you're looking at what other people are doing all the time and yeah. you're looking at other people's lives. And I think it creates a mechanism for a lot of people that they begin comparing themselves about what other people are doing versus themselves. Well, at that point you compare and what you're doing isn't enough, right? Yeah, and then sure. you, and then you feel like it's a burnout or you, you feel the same things we just discussed earlier, but really it's your fault. And it also, I think puts people on a false sense of, a timeline that they need to be on that's completely inaccurate. Like if you see somebody doing something that is maybe further than you, you th- you think, oh, I need I need to get this done faster. Right? I need to work even harder and do X Y Z. But that person may be ten years older than you. Yeah. So, like, you have no idea. Like you, and even with that, you shouldn't be comparing yourself. And yeah. so, what basically what I'm trying to uh, the point I'm trying to make is when you're in that type of position where you're constantly on social media, these disconnection tactics are so valuable, not only to re-energize you, but to help reprogram your mindset. So are you hinting that I absolutely must get off my phone when we go on vacation in a couple of weeks? You do what you want, but I'm just saying <laughs> I'll be off mine. Yeah, I'm definitely going to try, but, and I'll report back on what we end up doing. But I do say that like, that's the biggest one. Like I can disconnect off social media and then like write a book or do something else or do emails. And it makes all the difference for me right there. Like I'm all for disconnecting fully and going outside and doing whatnot. But in the wintertime here, I actually just don't look at my, I'll, I'll go like a day. Like, okay, today I didn't post anything. I didn't look at anything. I didn't create any content. I was just 
plain Nina doing my normal work stuff today. And it does help. It absolutely helps. I definitely used to take it to the gym with me. I used to do it every single day. Like now it's very sporadic for me. I have no rhyme or reason for it. If I think of it, I do it. If I don't, I don't. But in my perfect world, I do wish that I had like a team of 20 people on my Instagram doing it for me <laughs> so that I didn't have to do it. Sure. The third thing that you can do to avoid a burnout or to heal from a burnout is submerge yourself into something creative just for fun. This is a big one. We are not used to as a society to just do things for fun, right? Go play golf for fun. People wait till they're retired to do these things. Paint if you used to be a painter just for fun. Allot yourself three hours on a Sunday to just let go. Don't look at your phone. Don't look at what time it is. Don't have like a stop end moment. Just just do it. Um, another, if you and it, and it could be anything like your hobbies. And I know people who are in the creative space. You tend to feel a burnout with the creative stuff that you're doing, right? The inspiration loses. But what if you were just creating just to do it, not to sell it, not to create an album out of it, not to, you know, share it with the world, but you were just doing it to do it. I think your inspiration would come back. Yeah. And why I think the creative outlet is so important too is because usually depending on the type of work that you're in but a lot of people focus on using the left side of their brain which is a logical analytical side of your brain and everything that you do from a work perspective Um, and so by disconnecting from that and trying to shut that portion of your brain off for a bit by doing something creative whether that's making music or you know painting or if you're a craftsman and you like to work with wood, like building something, like whatever your particular creative outlet is, it really helps you shift into the right side of your brain, which is the creative section of the uh, of basically what we do. And when you do that, it also helps you tap into more of your intuitive capabilities because when, at least from my experience with it, like when you start using the more creative side of things, that's where inspiration flows from. And so whatever your creative passion is, take a day or two, disconnect and do that. Like focus on that, really allow yourself to, and I also recommend in this, in this time period, disconnect from technology as well to the best of your ability, unless your creative thing is like building on Photoshop or whatever that is. No, or podcasting. Like for me, a couple weeks ago, I went on a podcasting rant and created three or four mini podcasting episodes alone at home because I was just, I didn't want to do the emails, the, the like, content creating and like the you know the little itty bitty stuff that's so strategic and planned Mm -hmm. and tactical i just wanted to talk so no i think that's awesome and i let it you know i just let it go all day and and, uh, depending on your craft sometimes you may need that i think where i'm thinking is if you try to transition and you want to focus on doing something creative but you just can't get that burst of inspiration to do something then disconnect from technology for a period of time because when you're alone and you are disconnected it's when your imagination can start to come to life and then if if your imagination says oh i need to podcast great then go podcast but maybe sometimes some people may just need a second to step away from it in order to get that inspiration to flow yeah agreed um the fourth one is this is my favorite one and we're actually going to be doing this one so we're preaching, but we're also drinking our own Kool-Aid here. Take a vacation. Yeah. Just do it. Um, some people I feel as though are very good at getting away on weekends and, you know, taking three or four days off like every month or every other month. We are not. And I completely admit that. 
Brian and I tend to get very stuck in our routines. We tend to get very focused on a goal. We'll have like these mini goals in three months and six months and nine months. And we get very caught up into it. With that being said, we don't judge ourselves for it. At least I don't judge us for it. But it does take one of us. And it's always, almost always me to be like, hey, whoa, we got to stop. Like we have to go. Like I, I just don't care. Like we got to leave. Um, and I think that's very important to be able to do that and just like pick up and go and not think about it too much. Both of us have a very rational side too. And so like, no, not yet. You know, like we have X, Y, Z to do, but we're getting the hang of it now. I also think we're in our, we're, I mean, I'm only 31, you know, like I'm not, you're not, we're not anywhere close to our forties. You know, we're not in our late thirties. We by no means have life really figured out yet. Like we just got into the real world a few years ago and now we're coming into our own. I feel like now we're working on it. Like, Hey, this is what happens after every couple months or like around the winter time. This is how we feel. And so now I'm starting to catch on like what these feelings are coming from. And now it's time for like a vacation, you know, like mm-hmm. you learn about yourself and everybody's different. Um, in the summertime, I never feel the need to go anywhere. I'm fine. Like I'm more than okay. I'm very content. And, but it's in the winter time and the fall that I get pretty antsy around here i mean and if you have the resources obviously taking a vacation completely separate from the environment that you're currently in is best yeah but if you don't have those resources to do that like do a staycation do a staycation go go to an amusement park like do something that's very different from what you do on a daily basis because that's what your brain needs to disconnect to come back and look at things with a great perspective you would be surprised at just checking into a hotel that's maybe 10 15 minutes away from your home and just having a weekend to yourselves or to yourself will will do for you on a weekend. You'll feel like you went on a break, 100%. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to say? So, no, I mean, those are some of the big things that I look at when it comes to, you know, trying to analyze if I'm getting burned out, different tactics that we use when we feel like we're getting to that point to really help refresh ourselves. But one thing I feel that I've noticed is that because of the way that our society is evolving especially with people that work in roles that maybe they're not super passionate about Mm -hmm. and they're just having to do it at this point in their life to either repay debt or whatever the scenario is, they can reach burnout pretty quickly, right? Because they're getting stressed already because every morning when they get up, they're having to go do something they maybe don't enjoy. Then they're having the stresses of the work environment from coworkers or from managers of, you know, they're, they're under all these deadlines. Then maybe they come home and they've got children that they're dealing with. And so the burnout these days can happen pretty quickly. So what my recommendation is, is take some of these tactics that we've laid out and maybe even set them on a schedule for yourself. Like you don't have to, like if you're at a point of reaching burnout, sometimes that could be bad, right? Like that could be getting close to too late and something bad could happen. So you would maybe want to make sure you're implementing these a lot sooner than that. So every couple months, like take a weekend to yourself and just go outside, go do that, right? Like go do something creative, go disconnect, be in nature, go on a trip. And when you start doing that, you're going to help re-energize yourself before you even reach the point of burnout. And I think, you know, you don't have to be physically burning out before you do this. You're saying you want to set yourself up eventually in life. At least this is what our goal is to be built for longevity. And by that, I mean that your lifestyle is in such a way now that burnout is out of the question. You might feel uninspired or unmotivated on, on a given day, 
but you're not going to be burned out. You won't be unpassionate. And I feel that's what that this doesn't have to be everybody's goal, but I feel that's what Brian's goal and my goal is. And that's something we align on that, hey, by 35 years old, both of us are in this place where we get up and do whatever we want. We there's nothing on our calendar if it doesn't have to be, you know, like that, that freedom. And it's because mainly it's because I think you and I both grew up watching family members who were self-made or who who were like entrepreneurial or own their own companies or businesses. And so I grew up in a home where, you know, both parents didn't have to work or if my mom worked, she worked because she was a partner with my dad, you know, and same for you. And that gives you a sense of freedom where, yes, you shoulder a lot of responsibilities and Brian and I already have that, but we're in the building phase right now. So right now we're go, go, go 24-7. But in a couple of years with some solid groundwork, that we're putting in now, the goal is to not even get to the burnout phase. The goal is to not even have to question like, hey, can we just walk away on a, on a Thursday and go for a walk and not do anything and not get on our phones at all? Um, I've, I see people in their late 30s and early 40s hit this point, but it's important to recognize that if you want that lifestyle in the future, you put in the work now. You figure that out and you work your way towards it because I think it's very instrumental and imperative because it's helping Brian and I make the right decisions now. This is the kind of business we want to enter. This is the kind of business we don't want to enter. This business is automated. This one requires us to do services and be here in person for the rest of our lives. This one requires outside funding. This one we can do ourselves. Like there's so much that goes into it. And our constant goal is towards that freedom where everything just aligns and we're in it for the long haul and not these like short bursts. And something we didn't even talk about that I just remembered is what you're consuming um, from a dietary perspective. That can con- directly contribute to the rate at which you're getting burnout or how you're feeling and getting to that point. And yeah, <laughs> uh, being goofy over here. That's so funny. <laughs> Nothing. And uh, so one thing I recommend too, like these things that we laid out when you go in nature, for as an example, don't eat fast, fast for 48 hours. And see how amazing you feel when you come back. Give your body a chance to cleanse and detoxify itself from whatever you've been eating. Even if you eat super healthy, I still recommend it because when you... Oh, yeah, you have to give your digestive system a break, even if you're a healthy eater. Yeah. Fasting is to give your digestive system a break. Yeah. Talk about a total reset. Do any of these things and then fast. Like your body will cleanse itself, will toxify yourself, your intestines will cleanse themselves. And when that occurs, you come back with this sense of like total awareness and enlightenment from what just happened, especially when you infuse it with being outside. Like diet's a huge thing. Like if you're eating unhealthy food, if you're constantly eating fast food and you're getting burned out all the time, start paying attention to what you're putting in your mouth. What are you drinking? Are you drinking juices that are high in sugar? Are you drinking sodas? Are you drinking alcohol? Like whatever it happens to be, you should be drinking, you know, incredibly clean, floor, non-fluoridated water. You should be, if you're drinking juices, it should be raw, squeezed juices with nothing added to them. Like, be very intentional about the food you put in your mouth and the liquid that you consume because it's going to directly contribute to if you're getting burned out and at what rate. And when you can really disconnect from all that during some of these tactics we laid out to give your body a hard reset, that's going to really help enhance and help you accelerate past this burnout phase much quicker. Agreed. So the quote for today is pretty simple and straightforward. And it was actually inspired by something you said to me when I was debating on whether or not we should go on a random vacay this month. And it's, 
don't say you don't have enough time is the quote. And it makes me think of like, we want to put our happiness back on the back burner and we want to put these, you know, times to ourselves or whatever we're feeling a pull to do by saying we don't have enough time or right now I'm busy or right now I have X, Y, Z going on. But really, Brian said to me the other day, he goes, the, two weeks ago, he said this to me, he goes, we're not here forever. So if you want to go somewhere this month, let's go, you know, and that really clicked with me. And it's funny because later that day I was talking to my mom and my mom's like, oh, my gosh, you guys are going here in February, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, that's so nice. I was like, yeah, mom. I was like, he said something to me and it's a busy time for both of us, really. But he said to me, he's like, he's like, we're not here forever. And she goes, I wish I knew that and learned that and understood that when I was younger, when I had you got, when you and your brother were like younger, she's like, because I always used to put things off. Like I'll go there, I'll go then, I'll go when they're older, I'll take them when they're a little older. And she's like, you don't know what life holds for you in the future, you know? And I look back and I wish I did take certain trips with you guys. I wish I took you guys more places. I wish we went to India more, you know, as a family. And she's like, we just kept putting it back on the back burner, thinking that we have all this time in the world. And so that really resonated with me. So I think a burnout is this, you've gone too far and it's the perfect moment to be like, okay, it's me time. I'm not here forever. I have to step back away from this quote unquote matrix and just do something that makes me happy. Because as a human, you're absolutely meant to experience that fun, that bliss, that joy, and that freedom that you feel from doing the four things that we mentioned you can do. And sometimes too, whenever you pull the trigger on putting yourself in a different environment like we're about to go do on this trip that's when the really magical things can happen Mm -hmm. right like you're so stuck in this routine of what you do every day to try to attain these goals that you have and then all of a sudden you're like man things aren't happening like we want or they're not happening as fast as we want or they're not happening in the process that we want and then you're like you know what let's just go disconnect for a bit let's go on a trip and then you go somewhere and maybe you run into somebody on this trip or you meet somebody at a coffee shop that completely changes the trajectory of how you think about things or maybe you develop a connection that helps you with what you were working on before or maybe it sends you in a whole new path like you never know but I think routine, I heard something about this earlier on a podcast I was listening to at the gym today is routine can be great, right? When you're really regimented about trying to go after things, but it can also create a downfall if you don't put yourself outside of your comfort zone and stick to the same routine at all times, right? You want to be able to mix in variety because that's where the really interesting things happen. I agree. All right, guys, that's all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Uh, You know, if you have any questions about burnout or you want to talk further about it, reach out to us. Shoot us a note. My IG Instagram is BrianDixon06. Nina's is Nina Powell Dixon. Uh, You know, tell us what your feedback is. We would love to hear what you think. You know, we do want to uh, tailor this content for you, our listeners. We want to make sure we're consistently coming out with things that you consider valuable. So we'd love to hear from you. I hope you have a good rest of your week and we'll talk to you next time.